Hey guys, this is Theo Malonis. We're back with another episode. Today I just really would like to get stuck on one of the issues of what your relationship with debt. Um, and then we'll get into the basic rules of property investment and how equity must be used for the greater good, how equity equals assets, and why invest in residential real estate, and why property. And we'll finish off by what does this mean to you. So anyway, let's get back into it. What's your relationship with debt? I want you to think about it for a second and just really understand that. What does debt mean to you? How do you see it? How do you handle debt? Um, Will vary depending on what level of investor you are. There's four different levels. If you're a level zero investor... It's likely that your relationship with debt will be built around spending. It will involve consumer debt. You probably use debt to pay for your lifestyle and the process will be mortgaging your future. You just want to get your stuff and will spend money on things that decrease in value such as consumables, cars and the latest TV. So that's level zero. If that's you, <laughs> you want to get out soon, trust me. Then there's level one and to a lesser extent and level two which is investors are scared of debt sometimes it has taken them so long to get out of consumer debt they are scared of falling back into the hole the goal is to have no debt i see that when people have a business or they had a house debt for ages and they sold the house and they never want to get back into it so that's level two um on the other hand level three investors want to use debt they want to harness and use the leverage to create more wealth. They recognize that debt is a source of power as long as they control it, as opposed to having the debt control them. They're not worried about debt that pays for itself because they invest in assets that increase in value like residential real estate. So this is the people that understand it and they know what it is and how to use it. But what makes level three and level four different is that Level 4 investors have got the whole debt thing figured out. They balance the levels of debt to enable the assets to spin off sufficient cash flow to provide the lifestyle they desire while still growing in the value. And at the same time, they take advantage of the tax benefits that leverage provides. So what I'm saying is that you need to increase your financial fluency so you can create your own luck and take whatever happens to make it better. Luck is created and so is money and wealth. So... You need to master on your journey to investment success. The money management, this is vital if you want to become financially independent and include budgeting as well as personal asset and liability statements. Number two is investing. This involves strategies and formulas for successfully making your money work harder. Accounting, the tax system favors business people and investors. More about this is an upcoming, we'll talk about it later. So it's important to understand how to use this legally to your advantage the law you don't have to be a legal expert but you need to understand how the law relates to ownership structures and asset protections finally to become a successful investor you must understand that investing and debt are not inherently risky of course both are necessary if your dream of becoming wealthy is to ever become reality but you must have less have the skills knowledge and expert support to make so so let's now move on on my favorite wealth creation vehicle property investment so in the next section i'll take you through the basic rules of investing in real estate so equity must be used for greater good 
when you use correctly can help you get into the investment game so I've seen too many people borrow against their homes to eliminate credit card debt and just slide back into debt at the same level as before or more often than not into even more debt within two or three years this is because after wiping the slate clean they haven't altered their relationship with money or their spending habits they max out their credit cards all over again and find themselves in an even deeper hole because now they not only have the same amount of credit card debt as they started with but they also have a bigger home equity loan that they need to repay so really think about that um, equity equals assets you probably already understand the concept of equity but the novice investors I'll briefly outline it so we're all on the same page if the value of your home is worth more than what you owe on it then you have what is called equity accessing the equity involves refinancing your home but the good news is the banks are generally happy to lend against your home because they this represents one of the safest forms of security for them well some people then use this money to do extensions for the home or to go on a holiday I'm proposing you to use this money to get into the world of real estate investing so the best to understand this concept of borrowable equity by and large banks will lend you up to 80% of the value of a property and if you want to borrow more than 80% of its value you will need to take out a lender's mortgage insurance LMI which protects the banks not you if you default on your loans now your borrowable equity is the amount the bank will lend you minus whatever amount is still outstanding on your mortgage in other words if your home is worth 500,000 you could theoretically borrow 400,000 which is 80% of its value but if you still owe 200,000 on your home loan then your borrowable equity would be 200,000 which is 400,000 minus your existing 200,000 loan so now that we've got some seed capital for investment the question you may be asking is why invest in residential real estate well property is just one several investment vehicle that you could choose to try and get you from where you want from where you are today and where you would like to be financially in the future if you want to move up the investment ladder and become a level four investor you need to choose an investment vehicle that will generate wealth producing rate of return I know of no better option than property based on its reliability and performance advantages compared to the alternatives this is the reason why I advocate the purchase of a well-located capital city residential property that will grow in value, simple, safe and reliable over the long term if you know what you're doing. So why property? Well, there's two, two reasons. High capital growth which allows you to grow your net worth and number two, secure income which increases over time. So what does this mean is that residential property must be a significant part of your wealth building program. So let's look at the reasons to invest in property in more detail. Number one, there's more millionaires. If you look at the results others have achieved, you would have to say that property must be pretty good investment sense. According to the BW Richlist 200, property has consistently been the major source of wealth for Australia's multi-millionaires and it's the same all over the world. Those who haven't made the money out of property generally invest in the money in real estate. Number two, anyone can do it. Property investment is not just for the wealthy. It doesn't really take large sums of money to get involved in real estate. This is because banks will lend you 80% or more for the property value to help you purchase it, which means that most people 
with a steady job and a little capital behind them can afford to buy an investment property. Um, also, it has been shown over that and over again that careful and intelligent use of real estate can enable ordinary people like you and me to become property millionaires in about 10 years average. If you truly intend to become one of the wealthy people in the future, you should probably take a serious look at using property to your advantage. So number three, income that grows. The rental income you receive from your investment property allows you to borrow it and get the benefit of leverage by helping you pay the interest on your mortgage. But will this continue in the future? Well, statistics show that the level of home ownership is slowly decreasing. There are a number of reasons for this. In particular, as property prices keep rising, fewer people are able to afford the dream home, and despite falling interest rates, rising territory, education debts, high rents, and mounting consumer debt means that many first-time buyers, the great dream of owning a house remains just that, a dream. So, number four, consistent capital growth. Perhaps the most compelling benefit of real estate is proven performance over time. Generating rate of returns that you need to grow your asset base as a level 3 investor. Well-located capital city residential property has an unrelived track, unrivaled track record for producing high and consistent capital growth. Over the past 45 years, the value of the leverage, the average property in all Australia capital cities has doubled every 10 years or so. So in the short term, the picture is much more uncertain and confusing. At the time, capital growth stops and even reverses for a time as we saw in the 80s early 90s and the slumps of 08 9 most recently in some capital cities but there's another great thing about property you can outperform the average by researching areas of strong capital growth but buying your properties below market value and adding value which increases your capital growth and rental return so a study by amp capital shows that after allowing for costs since the 1920s, residential property has historically returned 11.1% per annum, allowing for capital growth and rents. That's a 90-year time period through recessions, depressions, world wars, and almost a century of economic ups and downs. So, what does this mean for you? Pretty much, if a property increases in value by 7% per annum, averaged out over a number of years, then the value of the property doubles every 10 years or so. Imagine you owned a property worth 500000 In 10 years, the same property would be worth a million, and in 20, it would be worth two million. When you bought the property, usually you have some equity and borrow the rest. Imagine if you had 20% deposit and borrowed the balance, 400000 from the bank. So how capital growth works? After 10 years, you'll still owe the bank 400000 assuming you had an interest-only loan, and your net worth would have increased from 100000 to 600000 that's an increase in your net worth of sixfold, even though the value of the property only doubled. So that's all for today. But I just really want you to think about that and really take it in. If you need to repeat it, put a replay. But I really think that that really covers for that. And in the next one, we'll talk about what would happen over the next 10 years and some other topics more into how capital growth works thanks guys